This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department says it feels vindicated by this week's long-awaited Inspector General report, a long report, too, on the Jedi cloud contract. And yes, the report is favorable to DOD on some of the biggest questions that have surrounded that procurement. But it's not as though investigators gave Jedi a perfectly clean bill of health, either. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been reading and writing about the IG's findings, and he joins me now. And I guess we should begin, Jared, by the fact that it's 313 pages. It is an exhaustive report. And as I said on Twitter the other day, whatever you think about the conclusions the IG reached in, in this in this document, it is just an extremely well done. It is the Bible for anyone who's going to want to go back and look at the history of this procurement. Um, the, the, just a rich record of, of a lot of things that we had heard and hadn't heard about what had happened up until this point. So, yes, a very exhaustive document. On what you said in the lead in there, yeah, there are there are definitely some some big bright spots for DOD. You know, some of the key issues that had been getting most of the public attention, such as the allegation that there was White House interference in this procurement. They said they could not find any clear evidence of that, even though there was uh, certainly some White House stonewalling on that front. They said that uh, DOD at least made reasonable decisions when it uh, when it decided to go the single award route, one of the most controversial parts of this procurement, although they said that the, the department didn't do a terribly good job of documenting its legal rationale for that. So yeah, some, some, some definite, um, as, as we said, bright spots, but, but also some, some big problems that the IG pointed out that are kind of hard to ignore. I, the the biggest piece of news that I saw on the on the problems front was that um, there were improper disclosures of sensitive procurement data to Amazon after the award decision was made. Thirteen separate technical evaluation board reports that evaluated Microsoft's bid mistakenly went out the door after the contract uh, after the contract award to Amazon. Those were seen by at least seventy one Amazon employees before DoD realized its mistake and, and told AWS to go find those and destroy those. And that's a really big point because there is an unspoken understanding among the traditional vendors in this market that if you, in the old days when they would mail things, if you accidentally got someone else's bid that was mailed to you instead of the government, you didn't own it and you would wrap it up and write unread and return it. And there's kind of a culture that you even, so I'm surprised that uh, 71 people, let alone one person, would even look at it. And, and Amazon says they, they had no idea at that point when those 71 people were reading those documents that this was not something that DOD had intended to send them, which is also kind of amazing. And, and it, it, it's another indicator of kind of the harried time that department contracting officials who were handling Jedi at that time were, were dealing with. Because what they had decided to do is make the award announcement to both companies and simultaneously on the same day issue written debriefings. So it was a huge amount of work for the contracting team to get all that stuff out there. And that seems to be at least one of the reasons these these documents were errantly attached to uh, to what they were actually supposed to be sending. And and that's another part of this that's that's very hard to understand. They decided not to do oral debriefings, which is kind of the norm in, in big procurements like this, because they thought that it would increase, if they did an oral debriefing, it would increase the chances of a bid protest. One of the lawyers uh, one of the lawyers told the IG that the feeling was, if we do an oral debriefing, the, the, the company representatives that, that are there are going to try to trick the contracting officer <laughs> and the government into saying something they don't mean, and then try to use, use that against them 
in litigation. Well, I mean, they've gotten exactly that with the written debriefing here. And, and, and some of the missteps that DOD made as part of the written debriefing process are now a part of the litigation. And also, isn't there a provision in one of the recent NDAAs that is mandating thorough debriefings in large contracts? Yes, that's right. There, there are certain timelines that, that agencies have to meet, um, and, and they're supposed to give substantive answers to the written questions that vendors send back. In this case, Amazon at least alleges that they did not get a single substantive answer to the many hundreds of questions that they sent into DOD. And as procurement experts have told us before, that that probably guaranteed that there was going to be a bid protest here, even if that wasn't already guaranteed by the size of the procurement and its, uh, its, its importance across the department. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. And they also, the IG also vindicated the charge that some lower level employees had made ethical mistakes with respect to their connection to Amazon while they were at the Pentagon. And that came up from Oracle's protest, ironically, early on. But yet they said that didn't probably have much effect on the ultimate source selection. Yeah, I would say no big surprise there. That's the same conclusion that the Court of Federal Claims came to last year, that there was a lot of stuff here that that, that was kind of icky on the conflict of interest front and the ethical missteps front. But it's it's they were not things that ultimately, you know, affected the outcome of the of the, the source selection process. And, and as you say, they did clear, the OIG did clear a bunch of people whose names had been circulating around this, seven different individuals who Oracle had charged and, and others had charged with conflicts of interest here. The IG said that they could find really no problems. They did point to ethical issues um, for, for two employees, Deep Ubi, whose, whose name has been uh, brought up for, uh, for, for a long time around this, and then also Stacy Cummings, who's the who's, who currently serves as a very senior acquisition leader in DOD, um, the uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Acquisition Enablers. The IG dinged her for owning Microsoft stock at a time when she was doing some advice on the procurement process, although not making really specific award decisions. But but in both of those cases, the IG thought that the problems were serious enough that they actually referred those cases to the U.S. attorney for possible criminal prosecution. The uh, the, uh, um, the the U.S. attorney did decline to prosecute in both of those cases, but the IG thought that they were serious enough, at least in those two cases. And the IG also spent some considerable time over the White House connection allegations also. They did, and uh, they, they, you know, they they talked to an enormous number of people. They were stymied in their efforts to talk with senior defense officials about exactly what their contacts with the White House were, because the administration took the position that any communications between DOD leaders and the White House would be covered by something called presidential communications privilege. The the OIG makes no secret of the fact that they they strongly disagree with that analysis. I mean, their position is. We as an IG are part of the executive branch. There's no privilege here. We know how to protect information from the public. We do it all the time. You should talk to us. But they were not able to convince uh, the department lawyers that that was the route to go. Nonetheless, they did, as I said, talk to a lot of people, including former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, former Deputy Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan, about you know the extent to which the president had, had tried to insert himself in this process. And really the takeaway from those conversations is 
they were well aware that the president had a, a disdain for Amazon and Jeff Bezos, the company's founder, but they could not recall a single time when the president had even brought up the issue of Jedi in any of their conversations with him, let alone some of the more um, salacious remarks that have been reported in books and elsewhere, such as the allegation that the president had told Mattis that he wanted to, quote unquote, screw Amazon. There's there's just no one who can actually recall that. This report is out, but in many ways, it's basically academic because this thing is still in court. It may or may not be because both both Amazon and Microsoft responded to this report yesterday in some somewhat interesting ways. So remember, the key issue that's before the Court of Federal Claims right now is how broadly should DOD um, be reopening this this bidding process and taking corrective action? DOD wants to only address a very narrow range of issues, which are the ones that the court has already dinged the department on around cloud storage and um, y- you know the, the the claim that Amazon initially brought up in that in that case was that DOD ignored its own evaluation criteria on cloud storage and the judge agreed. DOD wants to go back and fix just that part of it, reopen negotiations on just that. Amazon wants it to be much broader. Microsoft is responding to this IG report by saying, you know, in response to all of the issues we talked about, about um, improper disclosures of information to AWS, it's no longer a level playing field. If they reopen the procurement broadly, AWS now has a ton of sensitive information about Microsoft's bid that they could use to make themselves much more much more competitive, let's say, in an unfair way. So they, Microsoft wants it to be as narrow as possible. For Amazon's part, they're responding to the report by saying basically this, this stonewalling from the White House just shows that there's really never been a thorough investigation of all the problems with this contract, and that's why it's important for discovery to continue as part of this lawsuit. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. And stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.